G'day and welcome to Formula Bums. My name is Jacko and I'm here with Andy this afternoon. How are you, mate? Well, I'm doing a lot better than we were maybe three o'clock Sunday afternoon. I was so sick. I, I had five days off work. I wasn't. I was talking about last Sunday, not the Sunday previous. Oh, well, I was sick the week before Sunday. This night. We went paintballing on the weekend. Got a bunch of the boys home paintballing. We're we, a lot older and unfitter than we remember being. And we're a lot older and unfitter than most of them there. I got shot to shit. But you didn't get <laughs> shot in the back. I didn't get shot in the back. I'm not a coward. I got shot everywhere over the front, including the face like three or four times. And you broke an ankle. Yeah, I can still barely walk <laughs> on the fucker. Every time we do anything outside, one of your ankles goes. It's just any part of me these days. <laughs> it's just like, oh, that's a limb you need. I'm going to make sure I break it when I do anything physical. To put in perspective, Andy rolled his ankle and fell over. So the opposition team did an act of great sportsmanship and shot the shit out of him on the ground. <laughs> I shot the shit out of until the marshal said, no, stop. <laughs> you had the referee come in and tell you that. I was like, everyone saw he's dead. He's already dead. Also, if we sound a little bit sick, it's because... We were really, really sick a couple of weeks back. Literally, just after the Mexican Grand Prix, I mess- messaged you, I'm like, are we doing this today? I'm pretty sick. And you're like, I'm sick too. I'm like, we'll put it off a week. Yep. And then it took a while for us to get better. Uh, it wasn't COVID, but whatever it was, was horrible. Yeah. You had five days off. I had, to, I still worked, but I was working from home for two days when I was meant to be on site for four. We're going to do another joint episode. So we'll be reviewing Mexico. We'll be talking about Brazil, but before that, we're going to jump into the news, man, because we've got a little bit to go through today. Oh, I think the first thing is the Red Bull Red Bull penalties are out. Run us through them, mate, because I remember reading that they are out, but I can't remember the finer details, and I know that will surprise everybody listening that I don't remember the fine details. I mean, you came downstairs, and you're like, what are you watching? I was like, I'm watching the Mexico recap, because I can't remember what happened. Oh, I should have done that, but I was too busy watching Bulls basketball today. Go Bulls. That was a good game. Just win? We did win. So we lost to the Raptors in Toronto yesterday. I know this is an F1 talk, but I really like basketball. Now. I like basketball too. So we lost to the Raptors yesterday in Toronto. It was a pretty poor game from the, the Bulls. And today we decided to destroy them 117 to like 88 or something. That's a good win. Well, we had Zach Levine playing, who is by far one of our better players. Well, that's a Max Verstappen style victory right there. So there really there's was. a segue. There we go. So they got a $7 million fine. And a 10% reduction in aerodynamic testing for the next 12 months. That, that That's basically the penalty. And Christian Horner said it was an enormous penalty and every other team principal said that's relatively nothing. I think it is fair enough. Ferrari were very unhappy with it. Ferrari never gets penalties for anything. I know, right? Look... I mean, we know. We know that it didn't matter what result came out. Red Bull was going to say it was unfair and every other team was going to say it was unfair for the opposite reason. It was called draconian by Christian Horner. That's a good word. It's not in this sense, though. Look, it's not. I I say fair enough, and by that I mean I'm a Red Bull fan. It's pretty mild, all things considered. Let's think about it like this. So a 10% reduction in aero testing. They're already receiving 30% less... Then Williams, because Williams are coming last, aren't they? Yes. I think it's like a 30 or it's like 60% less. So they're, they're dropping back an extra 10% on that. They're, sa- they're claiming one to two seconds. Bernardo's claiming one to two tenths. This is going to sound crazy. I think Bernardo's right. 
Well, I think Bernardo's right too. And uh, I mean, I'm glad he's got something right this year, but genuinely... He hasn't got strategy right. No, no, but he's got this right. Is it going to have a significant effect on Red Bull? No, because no. their base car's already good. Their base car is already one to two seconds quicker than everybody else. Yeah, so it just gives them room to catch up in a way. And really, with the size of both Mercedes, Red Bull and Ferrari, a financial penalty, unless it's a billion dollars, has no real effect on anything whatsoever. And not included in their cap. But that's the big one. It's not... It's not uh, if, if you really wanted it to hurt, make it be included in their cap, but it's not. So it's like, oh, it's just... Here's, here's seven million. Yeah, oh, we'll, sell another, oh, we'll sell another couple of cases of energy drink. Exactly. So... All in all, I, I, I'm I not angry with the FIA taking a slightly moderate approach to this. I think the precedent set is pretty dangerous at this point. You're right. I didn't, I didn't think about the it's, precedent. It's, it's, it's a precedent thing. So now if Mercedes gets caught cheating, let's say they go over the budget next year by $6 million and they also claim it's on garden leave and sick pay and all this other bullshit and catering. Yep. You know what I mean? But they pull three ten- they pull three to five tenths back on top of whatever they're already pulling back next year. Okay. So it could have some significant effects. And they only have to pay a $7 million fine and they lose 10% of their aero testing and they've just won the Constructors and World Champion double again. I'd say, well, if that happened, well, we're back You've to normal programming, it would, first of all. A back to normal program, but also the precedent set here needed to be harsh. As much as I'm a Red Bull fan, I think that seven million should have been counted in the cap. And I agree they, with that. And next year's cap, not this year's cap. I also agree with that point too. Look, the precedent. We will see what will happen. Do I actually think teams are going to actually go out there and purposely break the budget cap to prove a point? I doubt it. I think it will because Formula One is notorious for having cheaters in the paddock. I. I do know that, and I agree, because they do cheat. But do I think we're going to see them just do this to prove a point? No. I think people are going to get caught cheating but with finances, but not in the exact same way. I uh, We'll see some other crap. The aero time's a decent punishment. That that I think they got that part right. Yeah, I think Look, there definitely needed to be an aero punishment or an CFD punishment in a way. Yep. We can only wait and see. I know that a lot of the team principals have come out and essentially gone, well, we're going to do the exact same thing. These teams are run not just by one person. There will be higher-ups in there who go, look, I understand. I know you're angry, but we're not doing that. It's bad business sense. It opens it up to legal repercussions above and beyond what the FIA has delivered to Red Bull. I'm glad it's over and done with. I'm happy that this is going to be the last chat we're having about it until next year when someone does it. And you go, I told you. And I go, I know. (laughs) <laughs> and it'll be at the exact same point next year, right before the end of the championship, because it's going to take them 10 months to do the audit. Speaking of which, did you see Aston Martin has a new job up, or up and available? I saw Red Bulls are hiring an accountant. Uh, Aston Martin basically doing the same thing. <laughs> They're an internal revenue auditor. Hey, fair. Fair. Because Red Bull straight up put up an accountant's position. Someone, yeah, I've seen it on Reddit the other day. Someone legitimately... Posted a screen cap for F1 jobs, and it was a Aston Martin internal auditor to come in and literally prevent them getting another twenty five thousand dollar breach or whatever it was. I love the fact that you can tell this sport is just really about teams taking each other down because Aston also broke the cap, and this is only the second time we've spoken about them doing it. 
But theirs wasn't as bad. It wasn't. And you know what? For them, it was genuinely sounds like someone put a decimal in the wrong spot. Yeah, it was procedural. Yeah, where Red Bull was genuinely like, hey, look, we're just going to spend this extra cash because we have it. But if you look at the reasons behind it, and if it's legitimately those reasons... And I think it would be. I think they had an argument. They had an argument there. Like They could be like, well, we're we're paying someone garden leave. We need someone to do that job. Yeah, and let's be real. I don't think their car, Red Bull's car that they rolled out this year was so revolutionary in design that you can directly say those funds went straight to it. They yeah. just made a really good car. And if you listen and you believe the Aston Martin stuff, they developed the same car too. And yeah. then they chose a different one at the start of the year and realized it was a nuts a turd. It was bad. Shall we keep talking about Red Bull? Because we've got a little bit to talk about Red Bull today. Surprise, surprise, they're our favorites. We were wrong. We were wrong. Because we listened to someone else who was wrong. Are you so, talking about Ted? I am talking a little bit about Ted. This is why Larko's better than Ted. 100%. We love Larko. Daniel Ricardo, the big dick himself, the stiff man, is in talks with both Mercedes and Red Bull about a reserve driver's seat. Yes. We came out a couple weeks ago and said, look, it's not going to be Mercedes, it's going to be Red Bull. Toto's come in and been like, no, we're still talking to him. We just, it's not a massive, we don't need to rush this. No, and, and Ricardo will come to the right decision. I think the right <laughs> Hopefully. And the, and the right decision, as I sit here draped in a Red Bull cap, a Red Bull shirt, and if I had Red Bull pants, I'd probably wear those too, <laughs> uh, would be to go back to Red Bull and come home for a nice little fairy tale, even if you are a reserve driver there. I would say so as well. He did incredible things in Red Bull. I think the team, both Christian... Max and the whole institution has man, has matured enough over his time away that the relationship would be fine. Yes, I do agree. And we, we don't think Checo's really going anywhere. Speaking of Ted, though. Ted's been a naughty boy. I haven't spent a huge amount of time reading into this. One, I don't really care that much, but it does seem to be the biggest thing that's happening in the paddock at the moment. And we've got we to gotta kind of talk about it a bit. Well, it is the biggest thing because the number one team and your world champion is blatantly refusing to speak to the world broadcaster. That is massive. It is, but I don't care. <laughs> but we will talk about it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, no, it, 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 covering the sport... If you're going to cover the sport and you're going to cover it properly, you should be able to speak to the win- the constructors' champions and the drivers' champions. Otherwise, are you really covering the sport? It's a valid point, and the answer is no, you're not. So, Ted, you you sent me through it. You you know so, this better than I do. Okay, so Ted on his notebook after the American Grand Prix. Good show, by the way. Ted just walks through the paddock, talks a bunch of shit, talking about the race, etc., etc. We'll interview people. He was talking about how Brad Pitt was in the paddock doing research for the F1 movie. He's apparently writing and directing and all this other bullshit, right? I'm sure it's going to be an absolute cracker. Maybe. I don't watch sport movies. I don't really watch Brad Pitt movies. <laughs> not, I, everyone says he's this great actor. I can name two movies I really enjoyed him in. Is one of them Mr. and Mrs. Smith? No, it's not. It's Inglorious Bastards because that American... That actor, was great. His Italian accent, fucking spot on. Buongiorno. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't even remember the other one I really like. Fury? No, Tank I one? I'd say I'd enjoy that one, actually, but I haven't seen it. Shia LaBeouf's in it. It's great. 
Crazy Man's in it? Yeah, and he's... Was he a cannibal? Because he's actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. I, wa- I re-watched that the other day. How good is that video? One of the best. There's, 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 so, I want to sidetrack off the Ted thing back to Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> because I have a fantastic story about that video clip. Lay it on me. I told you I didn't want to talk about the real drama. This is far more up my alley. Was it uni when it came out? And so, obviously, it came out as a flash thing to begin with. Everyone thought it was funny. We watched it on the VLC media player. Exactly. Anyway, we're sitting in my... For my major, we're sitting there and I see this video. It's like a full, like... It looks like a full performance art thing thumbnail. I'm like, oh, what's this? It's actual Carol Shire, blah. It's that video clip and we're watching it. Me and those three mates are watching it. And my mate to my left, Daniel, says to me and he goes... Wouldn't it be really good at the end if Shire turns up and we've never seen this before? <laughs> and we just start hearing this clap at the end. Like we're we're like that. That was fucking amazing. And then we hear the clap. I'm like, oh, he's not there, is he? And as the camera pans to him, we're like, no way, he's there. <laughs> Losing our shit in the middle of class. And our teacher throws out. <laughs> oh, fair enough, man. We didn't care. We weren't doing work anyway. <laughs> and you but passed. You still made it. Yeah, I still got my degree. You got two, didn't you? No, I only got one. Ah. I dropped the other one because it was an arts degree and I thought I'd do better without it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Ted. So he's on his notebook. He's, he's, his notebook. he's talking shit. And so I want to clarify that I got this from Rocket Power Ho- Mohawks podcast, which I subscribe to his Patreon for because it's really funny. Not plugging him or anything. If you like our sort of contact, it's pretty funny. Oh, up. we can plug him. He's a, he's he's like us. He's a young dude out there creating content about a sport we love. He's unique and he's funny. I'm happy to plug that, man. Yeah, he's fucking hilarious. Rocket Power Mohawk's a legend. Yes. So, he does his podcast and he explains that Ted is just walking through the paddy, talking shit as he always does for the notebook. And he's talking about the, the movie Brad Pitt's right. And he's like... He then he goes into the quote that everyone's talking about, which is where he says, Lewis is robbed twice. Says Lewis's car for 2022 is rubbish, but he's pitching a movie. Like it sounds like he's pitching a movie of Lewis Hamilton's redemption arc for Lewis almost winning the U.S. Grand Prix. But Red Bull have taken really bad exception to that because Ted has not let up all year, uh, basically shunning Max Verstappen's first world championship, saying it was an asterisk when it's not. Which has led. Red Bull to go, we aren't actually going to interact with Sky anymore. We're yeah, done? Red, Red Bull's done. They're not even, they don't want to talk to him. We won't see him on the pit wall anymore. And that's indefinite. We don't know if they'll ever come back. Honestly, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I understand both bits. I do like Ted. I think this was a bit of an err in his journalism. And I understand his perspective too. Like, these guys who watch the sport in commentary are fans like we are. And I get that. I do think that they have a more important job to do being the world feed. That comes with an exception of being like, you aren't, you, you're supposed to hold yourself to a high standard of exactly. journalism. We're allowed to be biased because we are niche. We have a small listener base who we love and they clearly enjoy our take on things. Yes. When you're the world feed and you have that monopoly, you ha- you control the flow of information. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that people can watch. You do need to hold yourself to a higher standard. Do I think Red Bull's gone a little bit over the top? Always. It's F1. Everybody goes over the top. I don't think they have. I really don't. I think after the what Ted has said over the year and what other commentators 
Okay, over so the year. broader perspective from you. Fair enough that they're like, you know what, fuck off. I don't want to speak to you anymore. And it's really embarrassing for them because guess who gets pole and wins all the time? Max Verstappen. So who can't they interview? The winner. Exactly. Look, I, I like how you're thinking about this because when it popped up online, as with everything that pops up online, it's, it's very, very niche. It focuses on a very small time. When you look at the whole year and kind of the dog whistling that has been going on about Max, his championship, and what occurred, you are right. I think this... So what we're saying is this was the straw that broke the camel's back for Red Bull. Yes. It's not a one-off knee-jerk reaction. Agreed. But in in the case of the context of what Ted said, it wasn't like Ted's absolutely destroying him, saying like Hamilton was robbed and stuff. No, he was pitching a movie, like a movie about F1, just while he's talking shit in the paddock while he's walking through. I didn't think anything by it when I watched it. In fact, I was like, you know what? I probably watched that movie because Lewis lost. Yeah. That was literally it. I was like, I would have watched that movie because I think it would be funny to watch Lewis lose again in a grand spectacle. I Look, I don't think we need to say much more on that, on what was said, because The Notebook is essentially a podcast that Ted gets to do. Yeah. It's just like a, it's an after-race thing where he walks through the paddock, he talks to people, he talks shit while he hasn't got anyone to speak to. If he sees someone, he'll be like, hey, you want five minutes? Well, Lando loves the, the notebook, so that's why you probably never watch it. I hate the notebook. <laughs> Not only Ted's notebook, but the actual movie, the notebook. Oh, no one likes that movie. I don't think that's good either. Who the fuck's the star as? Ryan fucking Gosling. It's Ryan Gosling. It's not even the good Ryan. No, Ryan Reynolds is the better one. Yeah. I've got more news. Go on. Actually, st- I know we said we shouldn't say anything more on this, but I have something more to say. Okay. I'm a MotoGP fan. Yep. And if you're not a MotoGP fan... What's wrong with you? Yeah, go watch it. Those guys, it is what the broadcast of F1 should be. They're phenomenal. Their graphics make sense. They're informative. The commentators are professional and knowledgeable. The racing is awesome. Motorbike racing is exciting. And also, as you've explained to me, the pre-show stuff's where all the bias bullshit comes into it. Each country in their own sports broadcasters get to do a pre-show. So we have... oh, Is it Jessica Yates that hosts it? Not always. Sometimes she does. It's normally we have a female host. It can sometimes change around. There's also it's not doing. It's another famous Australian legend of the sport. I don't really watch the pre-show. I'm not going to lie, but it is good. The few times I have watched it, and there's another Aussie motorbike racer who was an endurance champion, and they talk about everything. They talk about every rider, but they focus more on the Aussies and the impact the sport's having on on us. And then. When the formation lap happens, they cut to the international feed commentators and they just start telling you what's happening on the screen with absolutely no bias. None. They're they just, phenomenal. It's it's fantastic, to be honest. They kind of called out F1 the other day. The kind of pettiness and how much the teams and everybody seems to focus on everything but the racing. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I think it's great. Scafie's called us out earlier this year from the supercars. That was kind of funny. Yeah, brilliant. Now we've had MotoGP, which is the premier motorcycle racing sport. MotoGP and Formula One are on equal level when it comes to what they are producing and what they're doing. Yeah. Speaking of which, a red Italian team won a world championship this year. 
Ducati with Pecco Bagnaia or Francesco Bagnaia, his real name, won the world championship in MotoGP. So if you're an Italian Tifosi, get around MotoGP. You've won the championship. Congratulations. I think he's a great dude. It's a great team. That's awesome. And it's probably the only world championship they'll win. I think so. They're not going to win this year. Not winning in a Ferrari anytime soon. You know what the biggest problem with Ferrari is? It has a Ferrari badge on it. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. I've got some more news to talk about. Mm -hmm. Vegas had a launch party. Now, this (laughs) this threw me for a spin. I woke up one morning very, very sick on a numerous amount of medications, and I thought they raced midweek in Vegas. They did not. They did not. It was a launch party. I don't think we've ever had one of these before, ever. It's a very Vegas thing. And we had Mercs doing doughies in the street. We had a Red Bull drive through the casino. Uh, David Croft. Is it David Croft? Crofty. I now realise I don't actually know his name. It's David just Cro- Croft and Martin Brundle. Okay, yeah. No, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, what the fuck's his actual name? Crofty actually asked Checo a question and the wet blanket turned around and said, are you even allowed to speak to him? Checo was like, yeah. Dad's not here. That. Yeah, Dad's not here. Essentially, we can we can do what we want. It looked awesome. I'll give you that. It was an awesome spectacle. Well, F one's really good at spectacles. Actually, did you see Stefano Domenicali try and paint? No, the che- it was embarrassing. What did he try and paint? He tried to paint the Czech flag line at the start finish line. I feel like that's not a hard job. Yeah, well, all the memes on Reddit showed that it wasn't a hard job. I'm assuming it was a curvy, bendy line. I didn't actually see it. I just seen all the memes and had a good laugh. I mean, that's all I really. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. Apparently, he did it really. He didn't do it right, and there was a lot of memes. Whatever. Hey, the track and the track layout's out too. They showed the track layout. I thought we already knew what the track layout was. Didn't the track layout's sh- been confirmed. Okay, then maybe I, I saw a lot of maps of the track. Look, it gives me Sakir 2 vibes. I'm not going to lie. It gives me Monaco vibes. I don't know if I like it as much after your statement. As long as there's not concrete walls the whole way like a Jeddah or something like that. It's a street circuit. Of course there's going to be that. I hate it. No, look, I. it looks fast though. you got to admit, it looks like it's made to be a flat out track. Yes, hyper dangerous with the... If you make a mistake, that's it, race over. But it doesn't look super technical. Yes. So do you want to go? Oh, I mean, yeah, we're going to have to make some money. Yeah, we're going to need like <laughs> 30 grand because ticket sales are up. But this is ridiculous. It's crazy. They announced the Australian GP grandstand tickets. So you're looking at about three, 400 bucks. Yeah. So I was looking at them to get grandstand tickets for a three-day pass. Three to five grand. On top of your now inflated accommodation in Vegas, which is up to eight to twelve grand for the weekend, plus for us flights to Vegas, which means we got to fly to America and then LAX to Nevada, or we get off at LAX and we hire a car and drive there. So can you see the expenses? It's gonna we're gonna need to make a lot, like a year's salary for us just to even go. Damn, damn, yeah. This might need to be cut, but this is pretty funny. I did see that. I did. <laughs> did I see that? 
I I did enjoy. I think what the, the coolest part about the Vegas launch party was is it was a drama free event for Formula One. You got to see the drivers hanging out, having fun, and that was nice to see. Well, someone tried to cause drama, but he got shut down immediately. George, yeah, stir in the pot. Yeah, wet blanket. Yeah, but here's the thing: like he's a squid. Yeah, can't stand him. Last piece of news I want to talk about, and this is an inherent positive thing. Our boy Oscar Piastri, who we've yet to find a phallic nickname for yet. We are working on it. It's hard. It's hard to find a phallic nickname for the Aussie. It really is. However, Piastri. No. no, see, it's. I told you, man. It's. The, can he change his name to something that we can make a phallic joke about? We look with our powers combined. We'll message Dave, and he'll think of something funny. Or better yet, he could save us the trouble and just pick sixty nine as his um race number. There you go. If he could pick Oscar, Oscar do us a favor. Pick it, please. Like, 69. Like, if I was an F1 driver, that would be the top one on my list. Do you know what? It's probably not even allowed to be on the charts. I reckon they've taken it off. If they've done that, I would have petitioned the high... I would have taken it all the way to the High Court of Britain to get that, get that <laughs> fucking number. Your Honour, it's it, dinner for two. What's wrong with that? It's a funny number. Let me use it. Please. Piastri did a private test for McLaren at Le Castellet Circuit in France. How did Alpine let that happen? I don't know. Well, I mean, Alpine doesn't control their drivers anymore. <laughs> I mean, I want to like Alpine. I do. But they keep breaking Fernando's car. I'm really upset about that. It was. However, back on Piastri, he's in the McLaren car. Apparently, he suited it quite well, and he had a good time. I mean, that's the only answers we're going to get from it. Well, we're not It was a closed-door test. They're not going to be like, oh, he really struggled. They're like, yeah, it was awesome. It's going to... Until he gets on the track with other cars and we can compare lap times, I don't believe shit that comes out of McLaren. No, not really. Well, here's the thing. I don't believe what any of the teams say about anything anymore. Well, actually, I do have a little conspiracy theory for you. Make Reese so proud. What do you got for us? It's in relation to another new driver potentially next year. Okay. So we all know Logan Sargent is all but confirmed for that second. William seat. Yep, he's in. Provided he finishes about seventh or higher. Sixth or higher. Seventh, they said, if he gets another two to S. Okay. So it could be seventh or higher. Anyway, let's just say catastrophic failure causes him to drop to tenth. Yep. What's Williams' backup plan? What do you reckon? No. It won't be Nico. Nico is going to be confirmed. Well, We'll get into that in a minute. I reckon there's going to be two options. And one of them relates to Nico because Nico's about to get confirmed in that R seat, all accounts are saying. Yep. So you'll have Mick Schumacher, who Yost has talked about very highly. You think a Mick jumps across to Williams? No, I think there's a. <laughs> that is what everyone's saying, but I think there's another one. And it's one that no one's thought about yet. And it, it comes back to a deal Williams and Alpine made earlier this year, which Piastri said no to. You're not thinking Jackie Doohan, are you? Jackie Doohan will have a super license. He will have a super license. He's going to get it. Jackie Doohan takes that up. That's what uh, old mate at Alpine would prefer is Jackie goes to a lower team just to get it customized to well, racing. Yeah, to racing F1. It's a back market team. He's not going to pose a threat. And they still own the contract. And, I mean, the relationship's there. I'm sure if Yoss doesn't want to pay Mick... Yoss can pick that contract. It's be like, yo, we'll give you this salary. Come and race for us. 
And you're not going to say no. I'm not going to say no. I wouldn't say no if I was Jackie Doohan. He does have his flaws, but every Australian does. No, he don't. He he, <laughs> he gets a bit emotional in races. Look, he does. But I guess that comes part and parcel when you're putting in kids in cars. Yes. Like, it, it does. I would like to see that. If that were to happen, I think that would be great. Do I think Sergeant's going to miss out? No. Sergeant it's, like I said, it's going to be absolutely catastrophic what happens to him to drop out at this point. But yeah. he only has an 18-point lead between him and not getting that license. Okay, so what we're saying is there is a possibility. There is a possibility. And if he turns up to Abu Dhabi with a dog shit car or his car goes bang, bang. Game over. It is game over. Then Williams will be looking for a new new pick. Because let's be real, Nicholas isn't getting this fucking seat. No, no, and he won't. I, I, he came out recently to Latifi and said, I don't want to be a reserve driver if there's no avenue of me returning. There is no avenue of you returning. Please no. piss off. Yeah, and, and go race somewhere else, my man. And that's the thing. I still like him as a person. I know we, we hang crap on him as a driver all the time, but we do need to reiterate is that one, we are trying to be funny, and two, as a human, we want him to do well, just not in F1. Yeah. <laughs> you say that, but I point out that every bit of criticism I've given him is nothing but constructive criticism. Look, I know. But sometimes we're not the gentlest of human beings. Sometimes you got to take some harsh criticism. You're right, Andy. Get fucked, Nick. (laughs) 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 Uh, But yeah, the other, the last piece of news is Nico will be confirmed. Well, apparently, according to all reports, Thursday morning in Brazil, he'll be confirmed as Haas' second driver. Do you know what blows my mind is like Kevin Magnuson sent him a message to say, "Suck my balls, mate." Welcome to the (laughs) team. Hope you like being second. Um, no, he doesn't. He can't get on the podium. I love, I think one of the things I love about F1 is all reports are saying he'll be confirmed Thursday. Thursday. So if everybody already knows, allegedly, why are we waiting? Just be like, Haas, be like, yeah, we're doing it. Because they want to do a press conference at the at the race. That, that'll literally be it. They could easily put out a, a press release saying, oh, my, oh, Nico is now our second driver for Monty Graham Haas F1 team. However, the prestige of having it at the track... Nico there, Gunter and him doing the photo op. That's what they're looking for. You know what? It does make sense. It's I'm not business-minded at all. Yeah. It is all PR. That is why it's happening on Thursday if it happens. It's all still an if until it happens. Because also as we too. all know, F1 likes to promise something and never deliver. Yep. There's no in-between. It's either everybody knows that it happens or everybody knows and we've been lied to. There's yes. no in-between no. in this sport. Shall we do a quick talk about Mexico? We probably should. We should. It happened. Not much happened. I don't think it was bad. No. I, we can't say it's a bad race, but for what we're used to at Mexico, this is not going to go down in the history books. Let, let, I'm, I think 
our old mate Rocket Power Mohawk summed it up very well. The F1 doesn't consider us content creators when they do races that are just fine. Because it's very hard to speak about a just fine race. I managed to take some notes. And we, we, we'll go through them. I'm going to open up my review because I genuinely don't remember what happened. Well, I, well, I remember your, your written review quite clearly. Things settled down a lot. They did settle. I never changed that, by the way. I, I'm fine with it. I also have your review open. I'm reading it right now. Oh, Look, fantastic. Look, here's my, here's my first note. Max, again, showed what level he's operating at. He got the jump from the start, never looked like losing it. Mm-hmm. It was over from when it began. He got the jump. George, being next to Lewis, decided not to punt someone off the track this week. First time for everything. Was it? Was he near Carlos at the time? The the Ferraris were behind. That's why he didn't see red. <laughs> <laughs> and then look, the Mercedes had a good race. It was a fine showing by both of them. That's why the race sucked. <laughs> they were fine. No drama. Uh, I also had look Pierre and Stroll had a good back marker battle. Uh, I just I just read up. I'm up to that point there. Yep, yeah, uh, they were fighting for like 17th or 16th, I think, mate. And look, I think Pierre deserved an award, not a penalty. He tried to remove a danger from the racetrack. Yep, and he did. Knocked him right off. Yeah, and he got penalised for it. I thought it was a bit rough, but that worked last time, didn't it? Giving him a five second penalty. What happened last time we gave him five-second penalty? He didn't it? serve it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Surprise, surprise. That was literally the race before. Really? Yeah. I think there's something wrong with me. Well, there's heaps wrong with me. We don't need to get into that. And then the only other thing that happened, which a lot of people seem to take issue with, is Daniel Ricciardo had a perfect race. He did. I don't know why everyone was taking exception to it. Look, he overtake Yuki. Yuki crashed. I mean, what's not what's unusual about that? It was weird. I thought it was really insulting where Yuki ran over Daniel's wheel when he clearly came up the inside a little yeah. bit unsafely. But like Yuki, get out of the way, man. Your car's slow. You know that dick don't fit in that corner. You gotta move. Give the man some space. And also, can we just talk about the fact that the stewards are like that's a 10-second penalty. When the wet blanket at the race before on turn one did the same thing to Carlos. I am calm. I wasn't saying you weren't. You were uh, thinking it. No, I was going to say that what I wanted to actually say is like, look, I know we're joking about it, but no, Daniel Ricciardo stuck his nose up the inside of Yuki Sonoda. It wasn't the smartest move. Yuki didn't yield and nor did he have to. Run over Daniel Ricciardo and sent him off to the side and he, was, and he, he crashed. And the stewards determined that that is a 10-second penalty for Daniel. When George did the same thing to Carlos Straw, Carlos didn't get fucking airborne. But Carlos, uh, George only got a five-second penalty for that. And it was a similar move. I agree. Look, the penalties are inconsistent. It's all right. Daniel drove faster. Uh, That's still one of the best moments of my F1 memory. Is Daniel Ricciardo getting a penalty and being like, fine, I'll just go five seconds quicker. And did. And he did 10 seconds. It was a phenomenal drive from Daniel. Yep. That last stint, putting him on the softs, which is what they should be doing all the time. Not putting him on those terrible hearts. Because have you noticed Daniel sucks when he gets put on hearts? Yeah. But you put him on the softs and he 
a freak. Absa fucking passes. 12th, 11th, 10th, 9th, 8th. Gets himself to 7th, I want to say. Was he 7th? I think so. And then puts 10, 12 seconds on Ocon. Well, that's not hard because Ocon can't drive. <laughs> puts 12 <laughs> seconds on him and negates a 10-second penalty. Like, if there's any more proof that Ocon can't drive, I think that's it because all he had to do was stay within 10 seconds to knock him back at least one place. And couldn't. Couldn't stick with him. Let, let's talk about the results, though. Go. We got the results. Max Verstappen started first, finished first. Incredible. Yeah, that's just what he does. That that that's where he's at at the moment. Max did Max things, yeah, and then couldn't speak to Sky Sports, so everyone didn't get to hear how great he felt. We did get a ha ha yes boys on the radio though. Oh, of course, we'll always get the radio. Love the ha ha yes boys. Ha ha yes boys. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's actually pretty good. Lewis in second. Good drive. Good drive. Uh Lewis say, look, good drive. They they're getting that car fixed. We said they were coming. Maybe a race win in it. I don't know. I, I think six weeks ago, I was like, look, I think they're going to win a race. If I don't Today, think a I race don't win. think so. Although we are coming up on where Lewis had God tier mode last year. It is Brazil. And like, he went God mode last year. And when Lewis hits that level, like when Lewis goes Super Saiyan, it's awesome. But it doesn't really mean anything for the rest of the year. It uh, really doesn't. Checo just being Checo. Look. Max won by 15 seconds, man. Yep. It was a stalemate race at the end because Max couldn't be caught by Lewis and Perez couldn't gain on Hamilton and George couldn't gain Perez. Yep. George fourth, look, Carlos and Charles in fifth and sixth. So I got. So they explained that one. They had to turn the Ferrari engines down. Too hot? No, because of the altitude at Mexico. Yep. The, the cars were a genuine risk of overheating and cooking Carlos and Charles alive. Their engine Which series. blows my mind that Ferrari wasn't like, let him burn. <laughs> like, it blows they did my in mind. Austria. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's bang on Ferrari to just be like, well, if he dies, he dies. What are you worried about? However, fifth and six, no drama for them. They both made it home. Ferrari forgot to fuck with them. I'm I saying this is race of the year for Ferrari. <laughs> this is the best they've ever done, except for the first three where they just won it by heaps. Ignoring them. This is the best second half year of the race for them. They both made it home. And without without incident. Daniel Ricciardo, seventh place. With an absolute monster drive to complement his monster-sized dick. Absolutely. For all the people out there who think Daniel Ricciardo doesn't have it, you've seen it. I told you. That man was stiff dick Ricciardo on the weekend. Smashed it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely smashed it. In fact, I think he's earned himself a, an extension at McLaren. If I'm Zach Brown, I'd be... Uh, no, I want him out of McLaren. McLaren did say they weren't opposed to keeping him on as a reserve driver. You're not doing that, though. Uh, he wouldn't You're not do doing that. that. I'm not but doing they, that. But they did say that. Well, that it, it's never been about his personality. It's just been about the fact he doesn't match this car. I know. And maybe they should have developed the car to match him. Absolutely. Because uh, Lando, shithouse drive, ninth place, two spots down. Shocking. Shocking. Nothing, to, nothing more. Uh, tenth place, Valtteri Bottas. Good drive. That's a point. Actually, we forgot to mention the final incident in the mat, the race. Alonso's engine went bang, bang. Oh, well, I didn't mention it because that's just normal at this point. Had to retire in the runoff area, turn one. But Alonso's reaction, we do need to speak about. What did he do? That man was pissed. Understandably, isn't this he like jumped eighth? Out, he jumped out of the car and he visibly looked like he was screaming to the sky. 
He looked upset, and then they cut back to him after he's moved away from the car. Head over the barrier, like, fucking looking like he's depressed, man. I would be too. This is, what, eight or nine DNFs this year? They've lost a lot of points because of their engine unreliability. I mean, look, Renault's back to their old way, baby. Blowing up engines every week. If they were back to their old way, Fernando would be jumping on cars dancing because he's just won his third world championship. Okay, they're back to their middle era where they were blowing up every week with Red Bull. Yes. Uh, what else happened? Pierre Gasly, 11th. Look, that's actually a good showing for AlphaTauri. That's okay. I feel I'm concerned for Pierre. Why's that? He's jumping into a car that notoriously goes bang bang. Yeah, but it doesn't for Ocon. Yeah, but Ocon, we've established this. Ocon doesn't know how to drive fast. That, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Pierre's not super quick, so he might be on the cusp of exploding. Fernando's one of the quickest people in a car who's ever been in a car. That's why he blows up, because he can make the pedal go to the bottom. I yeah, Look, I would be nervous if I was Pierre Gazza. You are right, and it's a valid thing to talk about. You are looking down the barrel of a car that explodes all the time. Yeah, and also you're going from a car that just... It's just not there, let's be real. The, the Alpha Tower car this year, not there. No, which is disappointing because it was your pick of the Dark Horse team this year. It's one of my favourite-looking colour schemes ever. Navy, matte navy, and a matte white. Stunning. And slow. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to accuse them or anything, but they are the Red Bull sister team, so wouldn't shock me if they had a Red Bull next year. Yeah, it's a cheat. Just copy the big boys. That car's it's clearly genuinely insane. Genuinely wouldn't shock me if they have similar or similar parts and certain people are going from Red Bull to I mean, AlphaTauri next year. Fuck it. Just buy the chassis from this year and use that. It's clearly can good. Do, can they do that? Absolutely not. But I'm okay with it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, your sister, they'll prop it up. All of a sudden, Nick DeVries and... You, well, I mean, Yuki won't do anything. He's clearly not good enough in a car. He'll just crash into Daniel Ricciardo again. Exactly. But Nick DeVries is a genuine talent. Nick DeVries could potentially be doing something... Spectacular Nick, in that car. If anything, it should have been Nick and Pierre next year. That would have been an awesome lineup. Genuinely an awesome lineup. That would have been I like both of them so That much. would have been a fourth or fifth in the midfield pack. I hope so. And that, that's where I want them too. I'm a big AlphaTauri fan. I, I really you prefer like the them to the fucking major boys. I do, I do. I, every time I'm in a career, I'm racing for AlphaTauri. Yeah, I just I love the car. Uh, Alexander Albon again doing things in that Williams that no man could do. Twelfth mm-hmm. place though, that's fine. That's fine for Williams. That's that's yep. about where they're at. You know what I mean? Like in all things considered. Yep, Joe, thirteenth. That's okay. Still a rookie. Actually, what do you got? I read something online this week that we should have mentioned in the news, but bringing up show actually triggered it in my head. Okay. China's going back to a COVID zero policy. Oof. COVID zero policy means they probably won't be allowed to host a race. No, fair enough. Or it will be an empty race paddock. No, you're you're calling no no China GP next year? I read that the potential shakeup will be to move Baku to the China spot. I'm cool with that. But then what goes where Baku is? It gets rid of that triple header. This is sounding heaps better. I know. 
But and that's like, what I did get China. We like the China track. Yeah, it's a I great was race track. That. I, was, I like the China track. I was excited to go back there. But if they are going to go with the, the COVID zero policy, that means F1 probably won't be turning up because you won't be able to fly into China. And the F1 paddock that they bring is thousands of people. Like, yeah. it's huge. This sport has so many jobs that we don't even know exist in these infrastructures that the team runs. Like, each team's bringing what? About 100 people a weekend? Oh, it'd be more than that. Yeah. Uh, no, fair enough. Seb and Lance, look, the Aston's a dog of a car. That's where they come. Although, I was reading that um, Fernando's really excited to jump into that car next year. I think he, I think he knows something we don't. He would. It's He'd Fernando. He he does. He has like a sixth sense for this sort of crap. And like he left Renault and it's never been the same. You've got a point. So like it's probably he probably knows something. And he's been to Renault three times too. Yes. Because he went Renault McLaren was the second. He one. went Renault and then into McLaren and then he had one year at McLaren and he was shown up by this young upstart. I don't know if you've heard him. His name's Lewis Hamilton. Once or twice. Yeah, and he's gone back into Renault, which is when the crash gate happened. Yep. He stayed with Renault, and then he went to Ferrari, and then Ferrari got the shits with him, and then he went back to McLaren, and then he got the shits with McLaren because it had a GP2 engine. Still the best radio call of all time. He took a two-year sabbatical, and then guess what? He came back to Renault, which is Alpine. And now he's like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> They're not good. <laughs> now I'm going to Aston. I hope so, because I think the green look that the green car is beautiful. Oh, I, I think do. it's great too. But you know what it's missing? It's missing that pink accent. It's not. No, I I actually am missing it now. I think that pink accent was actually really good on it. I I was a lime green fan, but green's my favorite color, so I'm always okay. going to pick green over over the pink. Well, they're still sponsored by BWT. I've got a twenty. 2022 hat over there with BWT on it. So why can't they have the pink accent? It's not terrible. I didn't hate it. I just prefer it. Like, I just think that lime green is just a bit too... Samey? No, it just contrasts it too... Like it's, it's just too far away from what that green is. I would have had like a lighter green there. Yep. Not that, that color green. No on fair. The accent. So if you're not going to have it... If you want to have that color green, let's just have the pink there because the pink looks better. No, look, I don't think you're crazy. It's not a crazy design choice. So I'm okay with it. Uh, the Haases came in 16th and 17th. Shocking. Oh, it is. But look, as they've said, and as they've actually stuck to, we have built a car that will be good on a couple of tracks. And okay. we know that. So they fucked up then. Because they should have been good on this track? No, they should have been good on all tracks. You spent a whole year developing that car, and you tell me it's only good on like five or six tracks. Where'd you put the money then? Uh, they gave some to Red Bull. <laughs> Red Bull what? needed a loan. Why did Haas give money? No, they did. I'm just making shit up. Okay. No, look, you're not, you're not crazy in that you statement. You spent a year developing that car. You gave up your 2021 season to develop that car, and it looked good at the start of the year, and it's going to fucking shit. Here's the thing, Had though. two fucking good races. Here's the thing. It's still one of the best years. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, it's, not they, <sighs> it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. I look. Fucking Roman would have done better in that car. Haas is the people's champs. No, you wouldn't. He would crash into K Mag every week. Haas is the people's champs, champion of the heart, which is why I think it's hurting you so much. It is. I want them to do well. They sabotage Mick. Ooh, a big call, but not wrong. 
And then last place, Nicholas, Nicholas Latifi. Oh, shocking. Five laps down, right? Two. Only two. Blew my mind. Uh, Dean Aswer, Fernando. Andy. What? It's Brazil this weekend. We should talk about that. It's a track in Brazil. <laughs> you haven't opened it, have you? Oh, I can't open the site. I usually do. It's down for maintenance. <laughs> I can't act like I'm really smart this week. Look, I'm we're going to Interlagos. It is one of the best tracks on the calendar. I really like this track, to be honest. And I say that about a lot of tracks. This one in particular, second favorite track behind Austria. Absolutely. It's quick. It's got a technical session section. Awesome things happen there. It's where the season used to end back in the day. It is the season ending because there's no other races this year. <laughs> All right, look, the track facts don't matter. Oh, I've got some. Okay, go for it. They matter as much as... So there's 15 turns. No, that's not many. There's not many turns there. It's and a, they're not all sharp, too. Some of them are bends. Yeah, and the one that shocks me, 4.39 kilometers. Long track. It seems like it, but the lap record held by... Lewis uh, Hamilton? No, I'm going to say that this potentially is wrong. Okay. According to Wikipedia, which is the best source of uh, news you could ever ask for, race lap record is held by Valtteri Bottas in the Mercedes W09 in 2018. 110.5. Probably. No, I feel like Lewis has gone quicker last year. I really believe Lewis went quicker last year. I mean, it's not like I can actually have this argument with you. I have no idea. Well, let's look at what happened last year. Lewis went through on it. He had an engine penalty. Yes. He got to start, like, fifth in the sprint or something. Yep. Won it. Got sent to the back of the grid. Starts 20th. and Does he win it or does he come second? I think he wins it. I'm going to look this up. Yeah. Oh, I think he wins it too, but I want to be sure before I make any comment. About no, it was because remember he went on like a five-win trot. Yeah, I think he did win it. Yeah, you're right. So last to first, it was one of the, it was just one of those absolutely hammer time drives. Yeah, last race, Lewis Hamilton won it. One hour thirty-two minutes twenty-two seconds point eight five milliseconds, and he won it by ten seconds to max. Yeah, like. He, he literally went on a tear. Like it was, it is. It was as if there was only one person winning that race. And look, as much as you and I like to hang a bit of shit on Lewis, this is the reason. Those are the drives that get you those world championships. This is why he will forever be one of the best drivers ever. Because you can start in last and beat the world championship car by ten seconds from last place. Yeah, and. I mean, he just got an honorary citizenship in Brazil because of his love for Brazil. Dedicated it to Ayrton. Which is honestly phenomenal. That, And shout out to Lewis and most of the modern day drivers. They all say that Ayrton is the best person to ever drive a car. Hmm. And yeah, tragically, lost we lost life. him. I, I, this, is, this is where the debate for the greatest of all time really heats up because... It's an impossible debate, too. It really is, because if you really want to do it, you need to have them all in the exact same car, and you need them all to be in their prime. In their perfect track conditions. Exactly. And their tra- perfect track conditions are not always the same. No. Ayrton was a phenomenal in the wet. And so's Max. And so's Michael. Yep. But and then you've got Lewis, who can drive 
like in Brazil in the dry. Yeah. No one can stop him. Jim Clark, the fantastic driver in the 60s. Different cars back then, though. Completely different cars. And, like, as Brundle says, he's like, look, I can talk about them a bit, but it's a different piece of machinery now. Yeah, it is. And the the more high-tech this sport becomes, the more that, that debate on who's the greatest of all time. Well, you can't have it. It's not like how in the NFL we all know Tom Brady's the greatest of all time because out of all 32 franchises, Tom Brady has the most rings. Yes, and the sport hasn't changed a huge amount over the time. NFL from 20 years ago is very similar to NFL today. Yes, there are changes. There are different rules and things like that, but the core of the sport hasn't changed. The core of F1 is developing new and better vehicles. That's yes. the heart of the sport. And that's why the, this greatest of all time. Like everyone's like, Lewis is the greatest of all time. Well, seven world champion. No, he's not. Well, look. He's, he's one of them. And that's what I was going to say. You can't have a definitive God of all time. But he's also, if anyone doesn't have him in that conversation, they're an idiot. Because yeah. he is one of the best humans to ever drive a race car. It's like if you talk about the NBA and you have the greatest of all time debate. And you mentioned Kobe. You mentioned LeBron. You talk about Larry Bird, but you don't mention Michael, like someone did to Shaq, and Shaq walked out. What? He was like, they were talking about it, and he, he was, def- the guy who was talking to was like, no, LeBron is the greatest of all time. And Shaq's like, man, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to look at Kobe. I'm going to put Kobe to the side. I'm going to look at Michael and his six rings, but LeBron's done more for the game. And Shaq's like, you're an idiot. Michael won six fucking rings. Six rings. And he left and came back too. Yeah. Came but left in his prime, went and played baseball, changed his body to be a baseball player, came back and won another three fucking rings. On the trot too, wasn't it? Yeah. Both these, all three were hat tricks. All of them were hat tricks. And that's the thing too. You've also got other people that you can class in that conversation too because Magic Johnson was insane. Yeah. And, and the other thing too, when you're talking about this, there's no six rings for Michael if there's no Scotty Pippen. Exactly. There's no six rings if there's no Horace Grant for the first three and Dennis Rodman for the last three. Yep. It's a team sport. And it's the same with Formula One. It's a team sport. There's it's no Lewis without but with, uh, without Peter. Peter Bonington. Yeah, Bono. Bono. There's no Max without GP. Exactly. I think that and well let's 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 say let's create our Formula Bums mm-hmm. greatest of all time pool. Okay. Who are you putting in first? Max. Fair enough. I think I think Max has the potential to be what in that, that conversation to the point where I'll put him in now. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, he's and a freak. Okay, now let's get our bias out of the way. We've done our bias pick. Yep. Now let's be serious. Lewis. Done. Michael. Done. Alain Prost. Agreed. Anton Senna. Agreed. Jim Clark. Also. Fangio. Fangio. Oh, fuck, I can't believe I forgot Fangio. Seb. Yep, as well. Four on the trot. Fernando. Fernando, of course. There are so many drivers. And here's the thing. We've missed some. Oh, definitely missed some. We just did those off the top of our head. We didn't prepare a list. No, we, we just got in this conversation. I But it, it's impossible to have one. There are so many greats who just do things that shouldn't be possible in these cars. There is, however, no debate for the greatest of all time crasher. Latifi. However, no, but here's the thing. You can have in, in that pool, though, because look, Latifi crashes a lot. He can go in that pool, too. But you've got, um, oh, what's his name? The guy who only ever won one race, who would always crash. 
Oh, Pasta. Pasta Maldonado. He can go in the list too of greatest crashes of all time. And he won a race. Nikita. Williams. Yep. Nikita can go in the greatest crashes of all time. Oh, he can just go in the shittest drivers of all time. Look, Roman can also go in one of the greatest crashes of all time. He's had a few good ones. He's had a couple. of. He's had one phenomenal one. Which we're all very thankfully survived. We should do, at the end of the year, we should do a joking Formula Bums, like, award ceremony, and we would just have was, no categories related to racing. No, I was going to say we should do that, and we should have, like, Nicholas Latifi award for greatest crash of the year. Oh, yes, let's do that. Um, I don't know what we'll call our greatest drive. Uh, our dri- well, Max Verstappen of the year goes to Max Verstappen. Congratulations, son. <laughs> well done. Second year running. But you know what I mean? Like, I've lost my train of thought here. What was I saying? I don't remember. It was good. You were on a rant. You're going. I was on a rant and I've completely lost my rant. What? Uh, that's oh, right. <laughs> Here's my point. My point is fire Ted Kravitz. Yeah, fire Ted. No, no don't, don't fire, fire Ted. Ted. We like Ted. <laughs> my point is give us a better fucking international broadcast so we don't have to listen to Sky Sports anymore. So we can talk to Max. They're done. We can do best broadcaster for Formula One of the year and go to supercars. Absolutely going escaping and crafty. What other category should we have in here? We should have best haircut of the year. It's not Seb. Uh, Brock Power Mohawk. Uh, yeah, fair. <laughs> fair. We should have best Formula One podcast of the year. We'll probably get that. <laughs> I'd give us that. No, I'm going to nominate The Nerve by Rock Power Mohawk because that's better than us. No, it's. Okay, look, it may be. It's quite funny. It's just one man ranting in his garden shed. At 11.30 at night. Yeah, we just sit in the lounge room and scream at each other half the time. Yeah, and it's in the middle of the day. The neighbours can't really complain about it. Yeah. Uh, other categories that we should roll with. In fact, drop us a message on social media or get what it to ca- us somehow. Give us categories that you want to hear us give awards. So we'll take it very seriously. i got one. Go. The Big Dick Award for Greatest Late Breaking of the Year. And it goes to Daniel Ricciardo every year. Yuki Sonoda this year. Yeah, hundred percent. That's how you do it, son. We should have best kicker of the award. The award for, for someone who's kicked people off the track the most. What's another one? GP two engine for worst car of the year. Oh, ass. Williams. Yeah. Best team principal of the year. Ah, uh, definitely the one we did. Ah, uh, Yost. Yeah, we like Yost. Banana it's gotta, man. It's got to go to him. Out there giving out bananas. We're basically doing our, our last episode right now when the season's not even over yet. We will sit down and genuinely think about it because what we'll do is we'll sit down and we won't be like, we won't just read out the awards. We'll each kind of argue with each other and we'll come to a decision on the day. Yes, but we will definitely have a list of stupid names for awards. Oh, 100%. Because God willing, I'm not just going to give out driver of the year to Max. I'll give out the Max Verstappen Award for Driver of the Year to anyone that isn't Max. I'm cool with that. Oh, I think that's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> the, Max Verstappen, yep. the Max Verstappen Award for Greatest Driver Who Isn't Max. I'm going to say Albon. I'm going to say Nick DeVries. <laughs> Someone who's not even done it yet. <laughs> the Award for the Best Dutch World Championship. Nick oh, DeVries. Nick DeVries. <laughs> Anyway, man, we should probably wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much more to say about Brazil. It's not at a stupid time for us Australians. It is. 6 a.m. I don't like getting up early. I don't either, but it's better than 3 or 2. 
See, I don't mind the late races because I'm up anyway watching Premier League or something. Oh, you know what? It works better for you. See, I'm up. I, I prefer the 6 a.m. ones. Yeah, but you have a normal work schedule. I don't. Yeah, no, you... I'm you, all over the fucking oh, shop. You are. You are. You do a good job, though. Let's wrap this bad boy up, my man. we got to get out of here. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. This has been a fun one to make. We hope... Like, they're all fun for us to make. We love doing this. And we also love the fact that you spend a little bit of time with us each week or every now and then when we're not sick or doing something else. If you haven't already, please go out to your local paintball place, do a bit of paintball. It's a great sport, fun it's activity. It's very fun. It hurts a lot, though, when, you get, when you're old. It, yeah. Watch them knees and ankles, boys. Uh, and also, please reach out to us on social media. Leave us a like or a review. That, that's how we grow this bad boy. That's how we get to the point. And we're going to have a discussion over the off-season. And I'm going to say we're going to re, rejig the formatting. Oh, without a, a doubt. Without a doubt. We, you know, this year has been... It's basically been a test for us to see how we'll do scheduling-wise and what works and what doesn't. Now we sort of know what works and what doesn't. And I, both you and I have been in our own time thinking about ways we can improve it. We want this to be something that we can do for as long as we can do it for. Exactly. That means spending a couple of weeks at the end of the year taking a good hard look at everything we've done mm-hmm. cutting out the dead weight which we've already done by getting Reese rid of Reese and Dave, <laughs> Dave which is a joke we haven't speaking of scheduling they will, they will come they're back they're so busy they're poor boys hopefully yeah. they can come back for the season review oh we will we'll make them come back um, but no we wanted to spend a good chunk of time making sure that what we are producing is something that people want to listen to and people enjoy yes we don't want to be too angry we don't want to be just all jokey. We want to find what suits us. We're not there yet. So if you are listening to this and you've been listening from early days or you've picked us up recently, thank you. We are going to get better. We can only do it with your feedback. We need you to tell us what you want from us. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, we're definitely on next week. The week after is a bit different, but we'll talk about that next week. Done. All right. See you. See ya. It's like talking about the NBA and the greatest of all time and you're saying Kobe and LeBron, but you MJ. don't mention... Let me fucking finish my talk. Go. I'm going to restart. Yeah. I won't. How do I... <laughs> <laughs> no, leave it. <laughs>